Sidesteps the tackler into the open field. One man to beat. He could go. The 40. The 30. Extends the hands. He has Wilson. Quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast. Hello and welcome everybody to the Inside Zone Podcast Episode 4. Live here on iTunes and SoundCloud. So this week it is the playoff special. Yes, we have the wild card weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And we've also just had Black Monday. So we will be doing a bit of head coach matchmaking. We're going to try and see if we can identify some possible candidates and some possible teams who might be a good choice together. Uh, but first things first, let's look back at last week's lock. So through two weeks, we're five and six. Yes, I did let the side down last week, but let's see if we can rebound this week. So Nick, you had Chiefs to beat the Chargers. Yep. That was correct. Well done. Perfect. You were a traitor, and you had the Patriots to beat the Dolphins. I mean, I know what I know. <laughs> that was also correct. And I had my game, I must admit, it was a, a bit of a, a bit of a squeak right at the end, I must admit. But I had the Colts to beat the Jaguars. And it took yeah. 59 minutes and 52 seconds, I believe that. I believe it was scored of eight seconds ago. It's embarrassing or not. But that's what how long it took for the Colts to beat the Jags. So that was three out of three. Eight out of nine. Good work, guys. Everyone, pat on the back. Well done, guys. Woo-hoo. Well done. Yay. Very well done. Uh, right. Shall we move on to some football? The first game, I think we'll, we'll just go by time order. I think that's the best way to do it. So we'll start off with game one. This is the first game in the NFC. This is the New York Giants traveling to face the Green Bay Packers. Uh, perfect. Do you want to kick us off at all? Um, yeah, um, it's going to be the Packers game to lose. That's how I feel about it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing great this, like this last end of this season anyways. And I don't think the Giants have anything that can slow him down. I'm not sure if Janoris Jenkins is playing or not, but I think that's going to be a major factor. If Jenkins plays, it kind of keeps, um, the Packers into a rhythm of they have to go across their game plan. If Jenkins doesn't play, Aaron Rodgers is going to be making stuff up, and they're going to be playing backyard football out there. Yeah, but Nick, do you, what do you think? I think Jenkins is, is supposed to play. Um, well, he's at least practicing this week, though, I'm saying. Um, I don't think that's going to be quite enough for the Giants. I think it's interesting. That matchup for me is the New York pass rush against the Green Bay O-line. I mean, the Green Bay O-line has been fantastic all year. David Bakhtiari's had a real breakout year to sort of looking like an elite tackle now. Brian Belaga at the high standard we expect. Um, I mean, they, they gave up Josh Sitton, who's had a fantastic season with the Bears, but they brought in TJ Lang, who's been fantastic. And the Giants have had a pretty good pass rush most of the season. I mean, Olivier Vernon, eight and a half sacks, JPP, seven sacks, even with one and a half hands, and he's going to force in the run game. But um, Pierre Paul's injured now, and the rotation filling in. I mean, players like Romeo Aquara, Awara Digizua, they're not that good. So I just wonder if they're not going to be able to put Rodgers under enough pressure that he isn't going to be able to. Um, make those plays and get those points even if he's got you know Jenkins on one on Jordy Nelson he's still got a variety of other receivers that um he can throw to I mean on the other side I suppose if you were going for the Giants the Packers secondary isn't much so maybe Eli won't you know it might mitigate his um doofusing um that he seems to be quite <laughs> prone to this year but I just don't think there's enough for New York 
Yeah, I think we've both. I think both of you guys have raised the the key matchups there. I mean, for for me, I mean, it's the Packers' eighth ranked offense versus the Giants' tenth ranked defense, and this Packers team gives up the second most passing yards all season. They gave up the third most touchdown passes, and it's just going to be. And like you said, you know, at times they've just had bodies in that secondary that's been so, so banged up. So it'll be interesting to see if they can slow down Odell Beckham, if they can limit Eli Manning to being essentially a turnover machine. The Giants, they've given up the fourth least amount of uh, rushing yards per game in 2016. But on the other side of the hand, the Packers have had the third least amount of rushing yards. So it's it's, it's almost not good, not not even a, like a factor. I, I think for me, like you said, this game really comes down to who can win it through the air. Can the Giants do enough to slow down Rodgers? And can Eli find his target makers and not the hands of the opposing defense? <laughs> if we're giving away five turnovers, but... Uh, uh, what, what do you guys think? Are we all leaning towards the Packers here? Is that is that what we're, we're all favouring? Definitely I've, Packers. Yeah, I've got the Packers by two touchdowns. Oh, perfect. Well, I, that, that, that's why I think it's four. <laughs> I have it a little bit closer. I have a Packers win 28-24. Nick, have you got a, a score at all? I, I, yeah, I said 31-17. I had the Packers to win it 21-20. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit. Wow. I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit higher on this um, on this Giants team. I mean, this this Giants team is it, they've single handedly rebuilt that defense in one off season. I mean, Steve Spagnola has got them geared up. They're not giving away long plays. They're stout against the run, so they're going to force Rogers to be one dimensional. The pass rush is going to pin back their ears. Essentially, there's there's no one no one thinking the Giants could could a even... few. A few weeks ago, I had the Giants as my like Super Bowl team. I like they're the hottest team right now, but they just happen to be playing the Packers. I think this is the worst matchup for them. Yeah, the Packers. Are, I think. Yeah, they're just playing them at the wrong time. They're they're white hot. The Packers are. I mean, Aaron Rodgers MVP if the race is from week ten onwards. Is Nick? You just don't think it's going to be close at all? I mean, not not really. I mean, I mean Odell Beckham can't really beat the Packers single handedly. Um, I think it's a shame because the New York run game is just starting to get going. Paul Perkins had a 100-yard game, didn't he, on the weekend? Admittedly, week 17 against Washington, kind of doing Washington things. Um, but that, that's actually never a factor, isn't it? Because the Packers' run defense has been very, very good for a lot of the year. And if that's forcing Eli to be one-dimensional as well, then you are going to get picks. Yeah, so um, should, we, should we move on to the, the Lions-Seahawks game? Yeah, Nick, do you, want to, do you want to kick us off there? Um, well, I mean, I really want to go for the Lions in this. It seems like every time I've been watching the Seahawks recently, they're sort of beating inferior opponents, but they're playing down to them in the process. The San Francisco game um, last weekend was a pretty good example. And Lions have played some really sort of ballsy football this year. Huge number of fourth quarter comebacks. and It's that sort of spirit that you quite like for teams coming into the playoffs. The issue is um, Matt Stafford. I mean, since his fingers got injured, I think there was a pro football talk thing. Um, he's at 60% completion with three touchdowns and five interceptions. The Lions are one and three to that point, and although that's sort of against tough opponents, the Giants, Cowboys and Packers, unfortunately they're now in the playoffs and they're up against tough opponents. Um, I mean, I thought the Lions are like a seven or eight win team this season before the start. They've won nine, so there you have it. The run game is bad and suddenly going up against the Seahawks. I mean, I know it's Golden Tate's revenge game, but this is Golden Tate. It's not yeah. intimidating. Uh, the playoff- um, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I don't much like the Seahawks. Um, I just don't think that the Lions have kind of got enough. This is this is where I think the playoffs is so cruel because teams 
overachieve in the regular season. They're so happy to make the playoffs, but then when you come up against a playoff caliber team, you get embarrassed. So I don't know. I, I think, like you said, this this Detroit team has been they've been stuttering recently. And I mean, the, but let's be honest, Seattle. I mean, that O line is awful. I think they've surrendered is it the third most amount of sacks. But then, I mean, Detroit has the second least amount of sacks. So that's not even going to be a a bit of a, bit of a, a weak point to exploit. But I mean, the Seahawks, they are struggling in life without Marshawn Lynch. I mean, they haven't had that that presence in the backfield this year. And I know Doug Baldwin and, and Graham are big matchup problems for this poor Detroit secondary. But I mean, is there anything we can say the Lions could exploit on the Seattle side at all? I think, for, uh, just sort of thinking about it, um, there have been a few tweets floating around pointing out how much worse um, the Seahawks are doing, how much worse the defense is playing um, without Earl Thomas and without an occasion without Carl Chamberlain. I think I think Earl Thomas is still out, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yes. Reserve and yeah. Um, so that's sort of the hope, but it's still Matt Stafford throwing with a broken finger. Yeah, and this 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 Seahawks pass rushers, you know, Cliff Averill, Bennett, they're just going to pin their ears back. I mean, they've got the, the third most sacks this year, so. Perfect. Have we got any? Um, I I agree with you guys on the game. I I think it's going to be close because, like you said, the Seahawks are going to kind of play down to the Lions' level. I think the the major difference in this is that the Lions have kind of outplayed how good they are as a team, while Seattle is underplayed. And in the playoffs, you look at one of the teams who is a playoff team the last four or five years. I think. And the Super Bowl winner a couple of years ago, and then the other team who has almost no playoff um, history, as well as being one of the few teams that went completely defeated. Like, there's not going to be, there's not going to be that we know how to win. Perfect. The taking Lions shots. Won. Goodness me. Not, I'm not trying to take shots. It's not the really Lions. taking shots to say that the Lions are defeatist. Just, I, I think the Lions are a good team, but I don't think. I think it's kind of like you said, like, this is the playoffs. This isn't a regular season game. You can't hide your deficiencies uh, by playing against a, a lesser opponent. And they're not built for this. They're not built to go four quarters against the Seahawks. If it's three to three in the fourth quarter, my money's on the Seahawks. I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be something like 10 to three going into the fourth quarter. But it'll be low scoring because the Seahawks offense is not playing great. And their defense is a little banged up, and they're going to try to ball control to keep the ball away from Stafford. But I don't see Stafford making that comeback that you want against the Seattle team, especially in Seattle with that 12th man. It's just too much for them. See, in Seattle with the 12th man, I don't think Stafford's going to have a chance at leading a comeback. I've got the Seahawks winning 35-17. to That's a lot of points for the Seahawks. They're going to be... (laughs) I mean, they're Doug, all going to be defensive points, are they? Uh, Doug Baldwin's <laughs> going to get open. Jimmy Graham points on defense. Have, Jimmy Graham, Doug Baldwin, they're going to be getting open. Russell Wilson's going to be extending plays with his legs. And just, that, those are shots at the Lions' defense. You're throwing. That's a legitimate shot. I mean, look at the look at the records <laughs> this year. They've given up the second most passing touchdowns. You're just slagging off the entire franchise's history. <laughs> <laughs> Right, perfect. What, what have you got to score? What have you got to score? Um, I got I got the Seahawks winning seventeen to ten. Nick, I've got Seahawks twenty to sixteen. Really, you think it's going to be closer than the Packers Giants game? Yeah, I just don't. I mean, because 
at least in the Packers Giants game, you've got a team that you actually have confidence are going to put up points against any True. opponent. And the New York, the Giants can put up points as well. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, I don't. Yeah, but I don't think they will. Whereas I can't <laughs> really see the Lions or Lions or Seahawks kind of piling up points. I can't see how they're going to get five touchdowns. Um, I think unless I think the unless, difference unless is... the Lions bring back Matt Orlovsky and he starts running out of the end zones for, for endless safeties. Right. Well, um, we'll move on to the first game in the AFC. It's again yes. the number the number three seed versus the number six seed. Uh, shall I shall I start us off here? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. Right. Go on. Pittsburgh seventh ranked offense versus the Dolphins twenty ninth ranked defense. <laughs> the Dolphins they are trying to do anything they can to win this game and get an advantage. They're playing wait and see with Ryan Tannehill, a guy who I don't even, I don't even know what, what what he did to his. ACL, MCL. I think he wasn't torn. It was something bad happened to it a couple of weeks ago. But they're trying to make out that he's going to play Sunday. I don't think Tannehill's suiting up against the Steelers. I think they're playing. They're just trying to keep Pittsburgh guessing. And the Pats exposed last week what we've done all season. Miami has not got any speed at all on their defense. They've got their linebackers, apart from Kiko Alonso, are struggling in coverage. They can't cover running backs in the backfield or tight ends. And I think if the Steelers get the Darius Green back this weekend, it's it's basically over. The Dolphins, this 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 Dolphins team lives and dies with Jay Ajayi and the defensive line. However, their defense, defensive line, they've given up the second most amount of offensive plays this season, and they've given up the third most amount of rushing yards this season. So, what does that tell us? If they need to win, they need to get off the field and shut down Le'Veon Bell. But the Steelers team have, have allowed the second least amount of sacks. They're a very good offensive line in pass protection and run blocking. I think, for me, this game is all about, for the Dolphins anyway, if they can win the game up front, they stand a good chance. If not, I think Big Ben could just carve up, carve up this Dolphins defense. I mean, what, what, do, we, what do we think? Yeah, I um, mean, that... You oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, oh, well, I'll go, because um, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's uh, this is probably the only game that you would consider a lock. Like, the Steelers wow. are a much better team. I'm sorry, I called it early, but they're a much better team than the Dolphins going into this. I mean, Bell, Ben, Brown, the three Bs, they can't stop that. I don't see – I'm not watching this game this week. They can't stop it. Do you not remember early in the season when the three Bs got shut You're down? You're talking about earlier in the season, right? Okay, just making sure. Yeah, just, just going <laughs> to drop um, that in. We got to be – I mean, the first half of the season, look at all those undefeated teams that didn't even make playoffs. The Steelers are playing good now when they need to, yeah. and I feel like the Dolphins don't play to that level. If this Steelers team, like, if their offense peaks, it it could be a 50-burger. Could be. Nick? <coughs> oh, sorry, just just, ask, just talk to me as I start coughing. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, like you said, Tom, it's the... Um, it's whether the defensive line can do anything. The problem for Miami, if if your best player is a defensive tackle like Sue, you've got a bit of a problem when the opponent opponent's best players on their O line are right in the middle. Marquis Pouncey, no Mike, Maurice which Pouncey is it? Maurice Marquis Pouncey, yeah, yeah, and David Castro, are damn good. Um, and what that basically means is that they don't have to expend extra linesmen to take care of um, Sue, so they can. Um, put more resources to stopping exterior rushes, which means Ben's got time, more, more time in the pocket. So you've got bombs going downfield to, let's see, take your pick, Antonio Brown, Sammy Coates, Kobe Hamilton, 
Eli Rogers, Eli. Darius Green, heck, even, even <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Um, I think Miami are going to have to put up a lot of points themselves if they're going to get into it. And I don't think I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility. But I think I, they don't. Even if Tannehill were back, I don't think they'd have the dynamic offense. I think um, you've got maybe a couple of sort of, I guess, potentially game-changing receivers in Kenny Stills and Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry Devontae Parker. Yeah. Well, Devontae Parker's a funny one, isn't he? Because he 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 looks a lot like a prototypical wide receiver. He plays a lot like a prototypical number one wide receiver. But he doesn't put up stats like a prototypical number one wide receiver. And I'm not really sure why. He goes missing. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there's, 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 just, there's just no reason. I mean, at least Kenny Stills going missing, he's got an excuse because he's a deep threat and that's what deep threats do. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, Jared, leading on JJ, yeah, it's a good O-line. Pittsburgh's Grundy is meh. I just, don't, I just don't think there's enough and I don't think there'd be enough even with, say, Tannehill and even if throwing with a, putting more weight on his passes. But yeah. I think with Matt Moore, then no, I just there's sorry, sorry Tom. I the, think you're gonna the Steelers going to be on an outing, <laughs> one and done this time. The, the Steelers get Stefan Stewart back as well, their best defensive lineman, who's a great pass rusher and stout against the run. So it's, but let's let's be, I, this Dolphins team. I I could imagine it winning a close game. They've won close games all season long. You know, if they can if they can hang in it, we'll 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 pick the score now. What what do we think it's going to be? Nick, you go first. I said um, Steelers thirty-four to twenty-four. Okay, perfect. I went with Steelers thirty-four to seventeen. Oh, disgraceful! Uh, <laughs> I've gone Pittsburgh twenty-eight to twenty-four. Let's make it. Let's make it respectable. Let's make it respectable. Yeah. Uh, right, last game. Uh, perfect. Do you want to kick us off with the Raiders against your native Houston Texans? Oh my gosh! I think the football gods are favoring the Texans because. <laughs> this was not a matchup they were slated to have a chance really going into it. But who's the quarterback now? Connor Cook is going to be the quarterback. Uh, they've, after they've not annoying. announced it yet. Yeah, I think they just did. did yeah, I just got a notification. Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. Like I think they just announced it, and I was thinking that's the way they were going. With Connor Cook being the quarterback, I mean the Texans might win despite Osweiler coming back and being a quarterback again. Oh, I think God. this I think this is a game that the Texans have to they have to do more than be themselves this week. I think the defense steps up a little bit, uh, especially against the the second year quarterback. I think hopefully um the defense gives him I don't know who the defense coordinator is, but I really hope he gives them some exotic looks for the young quarterback and they go after him. And I think if the Texans can do that, this is a game that they can actually win and get a playoff win. As surprised as I am that, that I'm picking them, I think that this is a, a good matchup for them because it'll be the only good matchup in this entire playoff for them. Yeah, Nick, do you, do you want to chip in next? I, yeah, I, I, I think the, um, the, the Texans are going into this as a favorite. Um, oh. I think we can, we can expect um, both teams' passing games in this one to be charitably described as pants. Um, <laughs> there's a reason that Connor Cook was behind Matt McGloin in a depth chart, and that's because he's not very good. And, I mean, Brock Osweiler, we, we, we can't really understate how special a kind of incompetence it takes to get benched when you're in the first year of a contract for that much money. Um, my my favourite Connor Cook thing, incidentally, is the tangent. Um, 
obviously he slid in the draft to the fourth round and everyone's like, oh, it's terrible. Why has he only gone in the fourth round? He could have been a first round pick. My favorite theory in that is that some people were saying it's because his dad is basically on Kurt Schilling levels of tweeting with sort of all the, completely full of um, kind of all these completely paranoid Islamophobic memes and all this. <laughs> so that, that's just sort of sadly, um, anyway, back back to the game. I mean, the Raiders. Um, we could look at sort of what they've got now without Derek Carr. And I mean, the offensive line's great, but it's two best pieces, Donald Penn and Kelly Emily, were both picked up knocks on Sunday, and they haven't been confirmed in or out. Um, I mean, if there's a healthy Murray, a healthy healthy running game, let them play with Murray there. I mean, just remember to give him the ball. Don't give him six carries like you did against Denver. Just saying. Um, there's the defense. I mean, you've, Oakland defense. You got Kelly Mack, great. Free serving, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, secondary and, and interior are just Blair. Um, I think I'd rank kind of Oakland's defense outside Mack and Irvin as oh god, kill me now. Um, and are the Texans better? Well, yeah. I mean, Lamar yes. Miller's back, so there'll be a run game. The defense is fairly healthy. I mean, it's spent all season showing why J.J. Watt can never win a most valuable player in the NFL, whether he's the best or not. Um, Jadavian Clowney and Whitney Mercer absolutely love rushing off the edge. You've got A.J. Boye having a breakout year at corner. I mean, with Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph, mm-hmm. could have the best cornerback trio in the playoffs. There. The difference is essentially <laughs> maybe. The I mean, Chiefs are in the playoffs. There's some good cornerback trios, but I, I do like that three. Um, but the difference is that essentially Houston's still got the element of their team that pushed them to the playoffs yeah. intact. And don't. This, this Texans defense has flown under the radar all year. They have allowed the least, least amount of yards the whole season. They allow the second least amount of passing yards and the twelfth least amount of rushing yards. And I think I think you I think you picked exactly the thing. What, what I mean this this Raiders offensive line is great. You know, least amount of sacks, great in run blocking. And the key really for the te- for the Raiders to win this is if, is if Latavius Murray and DeAndre Washington, whichever one they go with, hopefully they remember they have Murray, like you alluded to. If they can force the Texans to load the box, and that gives the wide receivers one-on-one looks and put them on island, so you get Crabtree and Cooper trying to make plays for the the rookie quarterback. But let's not forget this is this is hard for the Texans' defensive coordinator as well because they've not got a lot of film on Connor Cook, so there's that element of surprise that that goes into it as well. But uh, this, for me, the game comes down to which quarterback can perform as a positive rather than a negative or a hindrance. I think that's that's how the game's gonna go. Whichever quarterback doesn't throw it away is gonna is gonna win this one. Should we should we pick the score? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Nick, what score have you got? I've got a Texans by twenty to thirteen. Perfect. I've got Texans twenty four to seventeen. I have the Oakland Raiders seventeen to fourteen. Finally, someone picks a different winner. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We've been a bit predictable today, haven't it's we? Getting, it's getting embarrassing, but I'm pretty sure I know where the locks are coming, guys. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with those. So how about we move on to a little bit of matchmaking? How long is it till Valentine's Day? Is it uh, about a month and ten days away? Yeah. Okay, we, we won't make it themed, but we'll just uh, we'll move on to some matchmaking now. So six head coaching jobs are now available in the NFL. Yes, six. Shall we try and match up some potential fits for the jobs? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, if you guys said no, that section just instantly died. So I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad someone chipped in perfect. Uh, right, perfect. You can go first. We'll start with your Rams. Who do you want to see? Or who do you like to see? I would, I would like to see John Gruden 
come oh, back. God, <laughs> now do do I think do I think he'll do a good job? No, I don't, I don't think that he'll take LA to the promised land. But I do think it just makes for another great story. John, it, I think in LA, I think LA needs to give up on the whole fact of okay, we're actually trying to win because I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I think what they're trying to do is sell tickets, get interest, and get the new stadium. And Crunky wants to get all the money in the world. John Gruden or um, Harbaugh is the best bet for that. Harbaugh um, wants to win, so he's not coming. Gruden no. wants attention. He he might come. No, he won't. Because Gruden loves the attention. So putting him in L.A. will put him in the spotlight. I mean, Eric Diggerson has been on um, Internet ridiculous amounts since they went back to L.A. Yeah. So it's, it's a Hollywood theme, and I think Gruden is a Hollywood-type guy. I mean, let him come for three or four years and then do it all over with someone else. Um, okay, Nick, who do you think will be? Who would you like to hear the Rams? Yeah, I, I think I think in line with perfect suggestion, I'd like to say Vince Lombardi. Um, <laughs> um, they're they're, they're going to end up with Josh McDaniels, aren't they? And I've, I've put do not hire Josh McDaniels in bowl here um, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean he's he's got a, he's described as fine mind with a people problem, and I just know they're going to go for him, and he's going to um about 25 million. Every single quarterback playing in the wide Los Angeles area, he will say is not good enough, just like he did reasonably accurately with Jay Cutler, but meanly. Um, I think they need an offensive mind, so um, the yeah. one that springs to mind is Kyle Shanahan, yeah, that's... Um, given what he's done for Atlanta's offense. I mean, one underrated thing that Atlanta have really improved under him is that they've suddenly got this fantastic offensive line. Yeah. And that's what LA desperately, desperately need before they can even start thinking about anything else. I have said, um, given how much they do, they love a good punter and a good bit of special teams in the blue and gold. How about um, Kansas City's special teams coordinator, Dave Toon? Yeah, I that, that's just gonna like it. That's a name I've seen for. I, I think you you took my pick. I, I said Carl Shanahan. I said if 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 they can get like a receiver in the draft somewhere, he could just turn this offense around in two years. You know, he could develop up. I mean, look what he, look what he did to Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's flourishing in his offense. You know, he's got running backs, tight ends, receivers involved. I think you give Carl Shanahan two years to develop golf. Let him have Gurley in the backfield. You know, I think I think that's a nice fit. Should we move on to the 49ers? We'll give a name and then a couple of sentences. Is that is that okay to go with San Francisco next? Go sure. It. I'll go first. I had Josh McDaniels. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why on earth anyone would choose to go to the 49ers because I felt like they should have kept Chip Kelly and then let him draft a QB. But maybe Josh McDaniels is lured over by the prospect of the Bay and the fact that he can... You know, draft and develop your dream quarterback. Do whatever you want, but I don't know. I don't know why anyone would go to that that flaming fire of a mess. Perfect. Have you got a name in a couple of sentences? Um, I'm going Jim Bob Cooter because <laughs> what he what he's done. One, his name alone. Cooter for the president. Saying, I love saying his name, Jim Bob Cooter. But um, what he's done in Detroit, he's kind of on everybody's mind now. And I think this might be one of the only opportunities he really gets to be the head coach. So he, I think he's going to jump at the opportunity. And I'm not sure how successful he'll be there. Because, like you said, who wants to go to San Francisco right now? I don't think anybody would. But I think he's one of the few that'll be like, I'm going to take my shot while I have it. And yeah. I would wish him the best of luck. Dude, what? <laughs> Nick? Yeah, yeah, well, Jim Bob Cooter has the advantage that his name sounds a bit like Jim Tom Sula. Jim Bob Cooter Jim Tom Sula. <laughs> it was always fun because to imagine that Jim Tom Sula's name is actually Jim Tom. Like, he had two first names. Uh, sorry, losing the run of myself there. 
Um, yeah, San Francisco. I've said that Jed York should just do it himself because he thinks that he's me, so why not prove it? There we go. I don't have a sensible suggestion. They're not a sensible team. Well, you want to talk about sensible, sensible suggestions? Wait till you hear my Jags pick. Right, Jags, give us a name and a sentence. Try and sell it to us. So, Nick, go first. Uh, they may as well just go for Doug Marone because he's there, and whatever they'll do, he'll, they'll fail because of the Jags, so they should just do whatever takes the least effort. Perfect. I'm, that's where I'm putting Kyle Shanahan. Oh, I've got Kyle I'm Shanahan put, there as well, yeah. Nice. I'm putting him in, in there. One, it's in Jacksonville, Florida, so it gets a little bit of sunshine out there. But yeah. mostly, look, that offense, I still don't understand. Yeah. Bo- before the Bortles meltdown of the season, Alan Hearns, Alan Robinson, Marcus Lee, then you got Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon as a combo in the backfield. That is too much talent, too much potential right there. I had them on par with an, a successful season, not as to the point of what happened, but similar to the Raiders with all the young talent they have on that team, yeah. and it just never came to fruition. I think you put Shanahan there, and if he can get the kinks out of Bortles and get those guys going on that offense, I mean, the defense is going to be what it is, but in the AFC South, they got a chance. Amen. I think I, I was similar. I had, I had Carl Shanahan for the job. He's in Atlanta, you know, previously done with the Redskins. We do with RG3. I think he could help Blake Balls. I had two, not not joke suggestions, but they're, they're maybe a little bit funny. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're over here in London. They're struggling to sell tickets in Jacksonville. You know, Shahid Khan wants to sell tickets. What, what head coach draws more attention to less well-covered teams than Rex Ryan? Huh? Nah, no? that's a good one. I mean, and, and I mean that you say how how talented the offense is. That defense has got more playmakers on it than offense. I mean, can you imagine Rex Ryan just getting in a, a, a sensible offensive coordinator and then dialing up plays on that defense, coming after Andrew Luck, Brock Osweiler? And what? That's me banging my head against the desk, by the way. <laughs> okay, wait till you hear my second one. Chip Kelly. Yes, Chip <laughs> Kelly. He will get the most. He will, he will get the most out of Blake Bortles. He'll get his using his legs, get him on the run. So no one likes my ideas. I don't. I don't think. I think the Rex Ryan idea is great, and hopefully he he gets Jim Bob Cooter to go over there and play be the offense coordinator. But Chip Kelly's not going to go to Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I don't see him. I don't. I don't see him going there with the chance that he might not be successful. Yeah. I think he's going to go somewhere like because that team needs to. They need to win now. They, Like you said, they're young. They're good on offense and defense. There's potential. They need to win now. And he's still trying to prove that his system is the way to win, which it is in the NFL. I think he's going to wait and probably take a college job. I don't think Chip Kelly is in the NFL next year. Okay, right. Well, we'll go a little bit quicker now. So we'll say one name and give us your selling point or sell it to us. Denver Broncos, I'll go first. Dolphins defensive coordinator Vance Joseph interviewed for this job before Gary Kubiak got, got there, and they were very impressed. He's going to get hired. He's so creative with, with his scheme, what he's doing with Miami this year to try and hide their deficiencies on defense. He could turn them into a Super Bowl defense again for his scheme alone. I think of a great offensive coordinator there beside him to help groom a quarterback. I think that's a match made in heaven. What have you, what have you got perfect? Um, I put... Josh McDaniels or Kyle Shanahan. I'm not really sure with the Broncos situation. That's why I just put down two names because I really feel like the team was that what they're missing is a quarterback, as we all know, but they're missing an offensive um, 
identity, I think, is what they need. And I think one of those two gives them that identity, and their defense is their defense. I mean, uh, Wade Phillips is doing great down there. Keep him and then work on the offense. That's what they need is someone that can get that offense going and consistently get Lynch to get better. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I, I put um, – I actually said Vance Joseph as well. I'm not really sure I like the choice because why does that leave Wade Phillips? Um, yeah. I think Wade Phillips, keeping Wade Phillips at defensive coordinator is basically what they have to do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure where else they go. I mean, Harold Goodwin out of Arizona maybe, but his stock's yeah, fallen maybe a bit this year. Um, people mention Daryl Bevel all the time. I, th- I, I think, I know, even though I've gone for something someone defensive, I wonder about maybe someone from the offensive side. But I, I find them really, really hard to predict. Okay. Um, yes. That? <laughs> Sorry. Um, right. So we'll move on to the last two teams. How about we give just a name and, oh, half, sorry. and half a sentence? How does that sound? <laughs> okay. Half a sentence. That's all you're getting. Buffalo Bills, Nick. Um, yeah, just just go. I mean, they may as well go with Anthony Lynn. They oh. obviously like him quite a lot. I've put, um, I've put the same. I, think, I wonder if he's a bit of a yes man, but that might be what they want. I've put the same. I put Anthony Lynn. Good thing with Shady and Taylor. Just no depth at wide receiver this year. Anthony Lynn. Perfect. I put Josh McDaniels just to throw a name out there. <laughs> McDaniels uh, in every single team. I I, I think I think I think. Josh McDaniels and Kyle Shanahan are like the two hottest court, like the two hottest coaches. So yeah. I can't decide where I want them to go. I really can't. Okay, so it's kind of like the Adam Gase of last year, although the Dolphins got him. Right, Chargers, yeah. perfect. A defensive coordinator. Don't steal I, mine. I, I like any defensive coordinators that they think are going to come in and help that team. Chargers lost seven games by eight points or less this year, and in all in all seven of those games. They gave up an average of thirty points. That's all they were missing. They're, they didn't look like a playoff team this year. If you take away the fact that they couldn't stop a cold when it really counted. Who have you got then? Any defensive coordinator? I was gonna. I was gonna go with Vance Joseph for that job. You <sighs> saved me. You saved my choice. Uh, Nick, please don't take my choice. Who have you got? <laughs> Let's see if I have. I mean, I am. Um, I think. The Chargers, the weird thing is the defense isn't that bad, but it's just, it's not out oh, at the last minute. So I think, I think the, the, the issue is that, um, <laughs> at, like, basically, in the secondary outside of um, Casey Hayward, they look a bit weak. Players don't look that bad, and you wonder if a good coach, someone who's got secondary experience, Getting nervous. who's, um, <laughs> who's, who's um, maybe not done amazing at defense coordinator, but definitely has got the kind of the abilities respected. I always said Terrell Austin oh. of the Lions as a coordinator, oh, I who I think looks really. I mean that the Detroit Lions defense is so so talent poor, and he's got them playing well. He's made a star out of Darius Slay. Yeah, I think he could do wonders in um, San Diego. I'll tell you who I'd like to see, but I don't think he's going to go. Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I doubt he'll go because there's a lot of rumors there that he's going to succeed Belichick but didn't people say that about Hugh Jackson in in Cincinnati so uh, I can't see him going I mean this this team you say about the defense perfect but if you look at who was injured this year and who they could have next year there are so many young playmakers on that, yeah. on that defense it's un, unbelievable I mean if they could bring a defensive minded guy get a good hit, get a good defensive coordinator in place with Philip Rivers I mean this Philip Rivers does things by, by himself you know this could this could be an unbelievable 
matchup. Uh, what they broke doing? my heart all season. <laughs> <laughs> right, that has been our head coaching matchmaker. Should we, should we go for our locks of the week? Go for it. Right, Nick, I feel like I know who you're going to go for, but just, just, just give it. Just, just say the team anyway. I'm going to say the Seahawks. Oh, thank you very much. It's Perfect. good for me. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to go for the Seahawks to beat Detroit as well. Uh, what what games are we looking forward to? What games are we looking forward to this week coming up? I'm looking forward to Texans Raiders. Oh I'm excited to see how you it. Massacre. <laughs> I, I want to see how it how it shakes out because this is the worst I mean, game. This, it could go either way. Like Osweiler could be horrible. Yeah, this could be Connor Cook's coming out party. Who knows? Yeah. Like it's just a lot of. I'm excited to see what the Raiders do because their season is kind of it changed very quickly towards the end of the year. That's and the Texans, they've kind of been muddling along all year. So That's a it'll be exciting to see how they prepare for the playoffs. My, I've, I've got two games I'm actually going to potentially watch. I like the Giants at Packers. I think that would be a very, very good game. I think that would be interesting to see. And I also like the Finns at Steelers. I think that would be a good game to watch as well, if it's not a blowout by the, by the first quarter. Uh, it Nick, will be. Uh, I'm going off topic here. <laughs> I'm going off topic because I don't really. I'm not really excited about any of the games this week. Oh, so what I've, um, yeah. well, I'm, I'm sure some will be good. But what I've started doing because 20 team seasons are over, um, they're all looking at free agency in the draft. So I'm sort of, I'm quite looking forward to getting stuck into watching some draft tape. It's um, that's been new it's to pretty, the past five years. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've never, I've never really gone into it. But um, I mean, I've sort of just got last year. I just got a draft breakdown, um, which is Great. genuinely really good. I'm yeah. not on commission, I promise. But it's <laughs> basically sort of. Um, YouTube videos showing, you know, players. whole games from the, from the um, whole college games from the one player position um, of one player essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so I'm going to start watching a bunch of players like that. Um, yeah, nice. and the games will be fun, but this yeah. keeps me occupied during the week as well. Nice. I'm going to bring out an article hopefully sometime later this week about who the Cleveland Browns should draft first overall. So maybe we could have a little discussion about that in the podcast and not just in the future. So. Cool. I mean, I've watched a bit of Miles Garrett. I've been looking forward to some Jonathan Allen diving into. We'll see. Yeah, that should. But I'm sure they'll trade down. They, prob- they probably will do. But that's been it for us for episode four of the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and also listen to this. Or go check us out on Facebook as well. Go give us a like over there at the Inside Zone UK or at the Inside Zone UK on Twitter. Uh, check out all the articles going up. We now have daily articles going up, which is very good. So we're giving you all of your football news and all the anything you could want so be sure to check those out uh leave a rating and a review as well on the podcast that helps us out and uh till next week hope you guys enjoy the playoffs thank you bye thanks for listening be sure to check out the website at www.theinsidezone.com till next time